1: That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes.
0: Chumbacasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. Forward limited by
0: law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See
1: website for details.
3: Presented by Parmar Stores, the official store of high school sports in West Virginia. Tonight's show is sponsored in part by Comax Business Systems, your full-service Conica Minolta dealer. By Concord University, it starts with you. And by ZMM Architects and Engineers, at the forefront of school design in West Virginia, online at ZMM.com. Along with Dave Jeklin and Joe Bracato, here's your host for the high school sports line, Fred
4: Persinger. And good evening on this Wednesday evening. It is the 2nd of November. Brand new month started yesterday. Week number 11 of the high school football season. Final week of the regular season. Good evening, David.
0: Good evening, Fred. And good
4: evening, Joe. Good evening. We are ready for a very, very busy show tonight. Let me run down the lineup, and then we'll get into a couple of other things before we get our first guest on. We'll be talking with head coach Fred Simon of the Bluefield Beavers. How many of us honestly thought going into week 11, say about week 4, we'd be talking about the Bluefield Beavers with a pretty solid chance of making the playoffs? Not many. They were what, 0 and 4 at that time?
0: Correct. After a lost about three-point loss to Beckley.
4: Yeah. And, they, and they'd lost to Amir Herdston in that game, and that was without question one of Fred Simon's better players. But uh, nonetheless, Fred Simon, our guest at 7.15, and we'll talk about his chances of making the field of 16 in Class AA, which really are very, very good. Coming up at 7.35, Todd Maynard, who is the athletic director at Huntington St. Joseph. In Huntington, he is also the uh, head boys' basketball coach. article article oh, about two or three weeks ago at WVMetroNews.com about Huntington St. Joe wanting to start a boys' football team. And uh, we'll get some thoughts on that because uh, we have found across the state that smaller private schools, not the easiest thing in the world to do or just smaller schools, doesn't have to be a private school. Uh, coming up at 7.59, Zoe Mackey. Zoe is a senior lacrosse player for university. I told you a long time ago, high school sports line, going to span the gamut. We're going to talk a lot more about football, but we're going to talk about a lot of other things, too. So we'll talk with Zoe Mackey, a senior lacrosse player at University High. At about 8 o'clock tonight, Jason Nichols, head coach of Clay County is going to join us for a few minutes. Uh, we'll certainly talk uh, quickly about the Panthers football team. Uh, uh, they're in the playoffs. they got an outstanding season going. they got one more final game coming up Friday night at Braxton. But we also want to talk about uh, an injured player uh, on his ball club that was in a serious car accident, and we wanted to bring the state up to date on that. About 8.05, Nate Flower, who's a 6 6'2", 170-pound senior kicker, on the football team, and a defender on the soccer team. And he doesn't get to play in the East-West football game because he'll be in Beckley playing in the soccer state championship. We'll talk with Nate about that. 8:20 tonight, Toby Harris, head coach of the Greenbrier West Cavaliers. They're 8-1 and one this season so far, tied uh, at number seven with Van And the latest list of high school football rankings. And they've got Moorfield at home this Friday night. And then at 8.40 tonight, Gavin Locko, the 6-foot, 200-pound senior quarterback, outstanding quarterback for the Huntington Highlanders. The game coming up Friday night as they'll travel to Hurricane to battle the Redskins, who's also 8-1. And And at stake in that game, the MSAC title. uh, But more importantly, I would say the number one seed, in Class AAA and the tournaments that will start next week. So a lot of things going on, guys. And, uh, you know, we talk about uh, the rankings that came out yesterday and were posted at our website. And uh, any surprises? I think finally in Class AA, Independence gets to be number one. They had not been number one for a while just because of some of the teams they scheduled just uh, didn't have the season they had hoped they would when we were put on the schedule. But Independence and AA is number one. In AAA, Parkersburg South is back up there at number one, and in Single A, Williamstown has been number one for a while. Your thoughts?
5: It's going to be interesting in Double A, as you mentioned, Fred, with Independence currently occupying the number one spot. But it's probably going to come down to bonus points to see who's one, two, and three between Independence, Roan County, and Winfield on Friday night. Uh, there's really no way of saying for certain how any of those three are going to fall. It's going to come down to bonus points and should be pretty interesting to see who, obviously, one or two, you know, you're at home, number three. Uh, there is a big difference, obviously, between two and three.
4: Yeah, and Dave, if you look at them in AA, there's very, very few points between those top three 11.89, 11.89 for Independence, 11.67 for Winfield at three, and sandwiched in between is Rowan County. Of Independence. Their season is over, so they'll need a lot of bonus points if they want to stay at number one.
0: Well, yeah, and you're exactly right. And how important, then, is taking what uh, Joe was just saying was that Winfield victory over Scott last Friday night in week 10 because Scott is the number four team at 11.2 two points. So far enough back that, based upon the math that Joe is doing, uh, Scott at 8 and 1 will not make it into that top three, but you could probably flip that. I would assume, Joe, if if Scott had beaten Winfield last week and not lost winfield would probably be on the outside of that top three looking in
5: right absolutely that game was huge to uh, flip the field and allow winfield to get past scott and, uh, and there's not much separation there's only four points separating the two but in all likelihood if both teams win uh it's not possible for scott to overtake winfield however high winfield might go
0: also that eight nine matchup i mean fairmont senior is a co-nine with east fairmont at 8.89 points and lincoln Is at nine points in the eight nine spot. So that Fairmont senior East Fairmont winner has a, I would think, Joe, a pretty good shot depending, no matter really what Lincoln might do. Of trying to jump into that top eight and having a first round home playoff game in A.
5: Yeah, the potential exists, and we talked about this on uh, Sportsline the other night, of uh, Fairmont Senior, if they are able to defeat East Fairmont in the East West game, jumping up to number eight, possibly as high as number seven. And the potential exists that independence could be one or two. You may potentially have a class AA state championship rematch coming in the quarterfinal round.
4: Crazy. <laughs> I mean, really, you play 11 weeks. And it comes down to tenths of a point to decide what position. And, Joe, as you mentioned, some of those positions mean a whole heck of a lot. One and two, no, it doesn't mean a whole heck of a lot. Different colored uniforms if you make it all the way to Wheeling. Different sides of the stadium. But uh, one and three, that makes a lot of difference. So uh, you want to finish as high as you can. And, honestly, we hear it every year, every year, if Martinsburg – is not ranked number one, and they're not going to be this year, then you always think, okay, well, I don't want to finish where – I wouldn't want to finish number 13 right now because Martinsburg is at number four, and at number 13 right now is Cabell-Midland.
5: That'd a, that might a be a game.
4: good game. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I was yeah. just
0: going to say, that would be a pretty good yeah.
4: game. It be a pretty good game. So, you know, there's a lot of things going on. Uh, the way this thing – and it, it shapes out this way every year, Joe.
5: Yep, there's a little bit of the unexpected. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people and a lot of coaching staffs are uh, crunching the numbers. We uh, talked with Independence Head Coach John Lilly earlier this week on Sportsline. He said he uh, farms out this to an assistant coach to kind of crunch all the numbers and see where they might uh, stand come Friday night.
4: Yeah, it used to be. And it's funny. It used to be several years ago. I mean, they would just wait, and they, they couldn't wait to find out when you get to Parkersburg to see where they ranked. And Now they know uh, the ninth week of the season. Well, we're going to be here. We know that, you know. But again, some important games coming up this Friday night. Uh, And the sad part about it, Joe and I were talking earlier today, there's a couple of games, Joe, that's going to be played on Saturday that there's some bonus points in there.
5: Well, the Martinsburg game is one, and obviously that affects Martinsburg solely, but there's also another game out of Virginia uh, that Jefferson, the team that Jefferson defeated, there's a potential bonus point in play for them. Now, it may not be necessary, may not uh, affect their position one way or the other, but uh, two results from Virginia on Saturday that that bear watching.
4: Yeah, and Martinsburg this week, they play a team out of Virginia, but they're not very good. They're from Alexandria, Virginia, and uh, they're the Cardinals of Bishop Ironton. they are one and eight on the season. So again, it is crazy, crazy, crazy. There is a gentleman that certainly uh, is going to be interested in some games coming up on Friday night, and he joins us now on High School Sports Line. Our the head coach of the Bluefield Beavers, Fred Simon. Freddie, welcome in, buddy.
6: Thank you for
4: having me. Hey, our pleasure. Right, let's let's talk about this season. My goodness gracious. It was at one time you were 0-4. You were at Beckley. You lost. You lost Amir Heritston without question, I think, one of the, the finest football players in the state at that time. And I'm not sure there was a lot of people outside that little community that you have in Bluefield football that thought, well, Bluefield will have a chance come Week 11 to be in the playoffs. But that's where you find yourself right now.
6: Well, it's 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 a unique situation. I'm awful proud of our our players for hanging in there and our coaching staff for hanging in there. We've had to work hard and go through some tough ups and downs, and uh, mainly downs early. So uh, it, it's been a flip flop, and, and we're we're very pleased and happy to be where we are right
0: now. You know, Fred Coach uh, Fred mentions Coach Simon that there was the zero and four start, but when you look back at your Bluefield season, you lost to Graham by four. You lost to Pulaski by two. You lost to Beckley by three. I mean, you started the year 0-4. You very easily could have been 3-1. and Is that one of those kinds of things you kind of preach to the guys in the locker room and on the practice field? I mean, yeah, we're 0-4, but guys, we're a good team.
6: Yeah, we, we told them all along we had lost to some very good football teams and, and could have easily been in a different situation had we made a play here and there. And um but still hard on everybody you know you, you need to play and you know the way our rankings and the way the point system is in the state of West Virginia it's uh, you never know i mean it's you put yourself up against the wall but man alive if we battled hard and uh, I just hope things work out for us
5: fred you played independence the last weekend in september you were one and five after that game but then you had a bye week going into your final stretch of four games did you guys fundamentally change anything during the bye week or was it just a matter of the guys playing better football
6: well i think we you know, we had some inexperienced players first-year players also and it wasn't easy to put the pieces to the puzzle when you first start out and a couple of those uh, pieces came in play as we kept going but it hurt us in some of the earlier games and uh i think we have the pieces in now you know like you said earlier we we had kind of certain pieces going against woodrow wilson and then we lose amir and man alive we've got to you know battle and and find another running back you know quick as we can and and really you can't replace amir you just do your best you can to survive with what you got and um I thought Gerard Wade stepped in a pretty nice job. And, uh, you know, again, our staff, my, my son, Freddie, and all the other guys, they've all battled hard in here to try to help get some changes going on and get us where we are right now.
4: Talking thank Fred Simon of Bluefield Beavers. Freddie, let's go back to that Beckley game. And I remember just happening. I was in Morgantown getting ready for game night, but I was listening to my son on the Beckley station call that game, and I tuned in just about the time. Uh, the injury occurred to Amir, and uh, he was on the on the turf for a while and everything. Your kids, you know, you talk about bouncing back, and you're proud of them and everything. Talk about losing a kid like Amir of Without question, one of the better running backs in the state of West Virginia, just four games in. How did you get your kids to come together and respond the way they have after losing one of their leaders like that?
6: Well, you just have to. I mean, you know, we look at it ourselves at halftime. We're saying, you know, here we've battled. We're, you know, we're up, and we need to win this bat. You know, hard, and, and and then this happens. You say, man, alive. What else can happen? And uh you did just you, you got to play the hand you're dealt. You got to scrap like crazy and do your best to try to win. You know, that's our coaches and our players, and uh, that's all. That's the only choice you have, and uh, it it's worked out so far.
0: Tell me about your quarterback, Caleb Fuller. Last game out against Ridgeview, a 44-24 win. Fuller had four rushing touchdowns, had a passing touchdown to Braden Fogg. Tell me about Fuller, how he's developed this season, heading into what you hope to be a a playoff berth next week.
6: Well, uh, he's he's, he's a competitor. You know from where he's played basketball and made some shots late in games to win. Um, He plays very competitive in baseball, and uh, he's – He's just a winner. He, he wants to win. He thrives to win. Uh, he listens, and he, he's improved so much uh, from basically week one to now that, that that's, he's a big reason to where we are. I think your quarterback means a lot to your football team.
5: Joined on High School sports line by Bluefield head coach Fred Simon. And, Fred, you mentioned Gerard Wade a little bit earlier uh, and his increased role in the offense now. And he's up to seven touchdowns on the season. Describe his running style. Is it similar to Amir or is he a different style of runner?
6: He's slightly different, but he, he didn't have really – he hadn't carried the ball that much, maybe two or three times. Um, and, and we started letting him have the ball a little bit more against Woodrow Wilson, but he just hadn't carried it that much and he's figured it out Um Little by little, he's starting to understand how to cut and how to maybe lower his shoulders a little bit and how to give a little more effort than what he was doing at the beginning because it just wasn't natural to him. Um, So he's done okay. And to throw another one out, I think R.J. Harrison's had a super year at I receiver slash wherever we want to put him. Uh, He's done a super job for us too.
4: Yeah, I was looking at some of those receivers, Freddie, and uh, we talk a lot about running backs because that's what I'm so familiar seeing from a Bluefield football team, but you've got a good core of receivers this year.
6: Well, I agree, and, and they all can um, can maneuver, and they're fairly quick. Um, you know, R.J. being one and follows another one, Sincere Fields. Um, you can throw maybe Gerard in there a little bit. You've got uh, Tashaun Smith, um, Jeff King. So those all those young men – can basically help us uh, to, to catch the ball and do some things. They're doing a good job of blocking for each other, and uh, it, it's it's working out fine for us right now.
0: Is there any aspect of the offense for your Bluefield team this year? In the first four games, you, you did not score uh, over 30 points but once. Now this four-game winning streak, you're scoring over 40 points on a regular basis. We've talked about the receivers. We've talked about the backs who are stepping up. What was it that just kind of flipped the switch offensively for your ball club the second half of the year?
6: Well, I think our offensive line has come around. They're doing a better job. Um, I, I think we had to figure out what best suited us offensively c- compared to maybe years past, and I think that's helped. So I think an overall, you know, really coaching effort from our offensive staff. Um, and, and I do think, again, you know, our players buying into what we're telling them to do and working hard at it has helped.
5: You, you knew the stakes going into last week's game against an unbeaten Ridgeview team. What did your guys do particularly well that allowed you to uh, to get that victory?
6: Well, again, we we knew what we had to have, and <clears throat> I was very pleased in in what happened early. You know, we get a pick, we you know we almost score on it, drive it in, and stop them, and score again quickly, and before we know it, we're up sixteen to zip. And to me, that's you know you want to get in you better be playing that kind of football this you know, at the end of the season if you want to get in, because if you don't, there's no need to get in.
4: You took over <clears throat> for a veteran in John Chamorro back in 1986. Now, that was a long time ago. Do you still find yourself going back and some of the things you learned from Coach Chamorro that helps you today?
6: Well, how could you not help learn from him? Um, you know, with, with how he would do different things. And I, I even think back, you know, how occasionally he would go with a, <clears throat> a system where he had X amount of plays and he we'd just run those before games and just practice them. And we'd have like a, a scripted play that we just ran them quickly. And uh, and his mindset for the no-huddle back in the 60s and when I played and then even when I coached with him uh, is it, just – I don't know where – I'm I'm pretty sure he came up with himself – you know, how he figured out the number systems, but the no huddle under him was was amazing. Um, there's nobody in the state of West Virginia who went no huddle but us, and we're talking about you know 68, 69, 70, 71, 72, all the way up into the 80s when we, you know, when he decided to, to go to to Virginia and coach. But the, what an amazing man and uh, what a great guy to learn from.
0: So your Bluefield Ball Club is off this week for week number eleven. How do you approach this off week? Five and five, sitting number sixteen in AA, A, and the games coming up this weekend. How do you approach that with your players? Do you treat it just like a, a regular season off week?
6: Well, you know it's it's not as easy because if we knew a hundred percent that we were in, I think you can, uh, you know, you can definitely dial in a little bit more, and you kind of got an idea of who you're playing. But when you're not in quite yet it's a little bit of uh I, I think we're you know we've got a good chance but nothing's guaranteed and this is the first time we've ever probably been through an off week practicing where we don't know for a fact that we're in. So it's new territory for me, uh and our staff and, and the players are doing fine. We're kind of working fundamentals, um, you know, trying to you know basically get some two teams to know what they're doing. And, and try to brush up our running game, our, our passing game, and defensively brush up you know, some guys, learn what to do, both uh, first team and second team, and work our special teams a little bit. That's about all you can do.
0: Let me follow up on that, because I was thinking about this in one of your earlier responses. This is new territory, this off week at, week number, at rank number 16. As you said, it's, it's kind of new territory for Bluefield. It was also new territory to be 0-4 out of the gate, and, and one and five at one point. So, what did you learn after that start to where you are now about your coaching staff and about yourself as a head coach?
7: Well,
6: it's, you know, what are you practicing for? <laughs> You're practicing to be the best you can be. And things that, you know, to me, I think sometimes players pick up on the head coach. You, you can't quit on them. And I wasn't. I knew we would had some tough breaks, and uh, our coaching staff did too. So, we just, You just got to keep battling. You got to keep going and you just keep hoping that things are going to work out in your favor and um, and eventually they kept battling and uh, we've all battled and it's worked out in our favor for the last few weeks. And uh, just hope we get a chance to see what we can do in the playoffs.
4: You know, uh, that that just described Bluefield football completely. You just keep fighting. You just keep scrapping. You keep taking it a day at a time. And let's see what happens. And, and that's exactly, Freddie, what you've done.
6: Well, I'm, again, I'm awful proud of our players for doing what we had to do because, you know, when, when, when you still face the teams we had to face at the end of the year, um, we beat some really good football teams at the end, and it tells you the quality of teams we've beat. I and mean, we've played all year because to go 5-5 five and five and have a chance still to get in, I think, is ideal, tells you about our schedule and um, the teams we beat at the end, I thought, were very good.
0: Well, Coach, you know what happened last year with the team that entered the playoffs at number 16 in AA, right? I did. <laughs> That's always the goal, right? No matter but, what, what seed you get in at, right, Coach?
6: Well, it doesn't really matter as long as you get in. You can be 10-0 and and get beat in the first round, or you could be 5-5 and maybe keep on motoring. So, you know, it doesn't really matter. The goal is to get in. And, again, once you get in, then it's anybody's ball game.
4: All right, buddy, I know there's about uh, three games you're going to be kind of watching, and you need, uh, I, I think you and I were texting today, you need probably two of the three to to go your way, and then uh, I'll see you in Parkersburg on Sunday, okay?
6: Fred, I sure hope so. I would, uh, I'll definitely look forward to shaking your hand if this, happen, I'll t- if this I'll happens, I'll tell you what, okay? I'll,
4: I'll buy you a cup of coffee up there, okay?
6: <laughs> and I'll buy you one afterwards, okay? There you go,
4: my friend. Uh, hey, um, Freddie, I appreciate your time, partner. I really do, and best of luck, okay?
6: Well, thank you very much, and I appreciate you guys calling.
4: All right, there you go. Here goes Fred Simon of the Bluefield Beavers. Five and five, they got a shot. They need, and Joe, you're our guru on this, correct me if I'm wrong. They need Herbert Hoover to beat Logan, they need Winfield to beat Point Pleasant. They need Kaiser to beat Frankfurt. Two of the three, and Freddie told me today he said, "I'll take all three. But
8: Frank,
0: Frank, Frankfurt to beat Kaiser, you mean? Frankfurt to beat Kaiser. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
5: right. Essentially, what, yeah. With Bluefield as a 16 right now, they would. There's only two other teams that are in contention, and you mentioned they were Point Pleasant and Kaiser. Everybody else has mm-hmm. been eliminated. So uh, basically, as long as Point Pleasant and Kaiser don't pull upsets, then yes, uh, Bluefield will find their way in. Could they could even jump up uh, a spot or two? That's also possible.
4: There you go. So who knows? That's the great thing about this time of the year. Fred Simon has been the head coach at Bluefield for 37 years now. That's just one more year longer than John Kelly at university and his record in those years, 296 wins and 136 losses. Not bad, not bad. Plus he's been to the playoffs 25 times in those 37 years and got five state titles to his credit. So, Uh, They're winners. There's no doubt about that. And there's not too many teams. And, and Dave, you mentioned if he gets in at 16, there's not too many teams that want to play him. I can tell you that. That's just the way it is because that's just like playing Fairmont Senior last year when they were 16. Not a lot of teams wanted to play them, and they proved why. Got a break to take. We come back. We'll be joined by the athletic director at Huntington St. Joe, Todd Maynard. We'll do that when we return. High school sports line presented by Parmar Stores, the official store, of high school sports in West Virginia. We're back in a moment.
8: Hey, this is Dave Allen for Parmar Stores with some exciting news. By now, I'm sure you know of Parmar Stores' commitment to the youth of the state of West Virginia. That's why we're proud to announce a unique partnership Parmar Stores has entered into with the West Virginia Secondary Schools Activities Commission. Effective immediately, Parmar is the official store of high school sports in West Virginia. You'll be seeing much more of us at your local stadiums and gyms. We are committed to serving our communities and our student-athletes. Be listening for more details to come. And remember, if there's not a Parmar store near you now, there will be soon.
2: As West Virginians, we are proud of the natural beauty of the Mountain State. And at ZMM Architects and Engineers, our goal is to provide design solutions that give people the same pride in our built environment. That commitment to quality can be seen in healthcare facilities throughout the state, from new hospitals and pharmacies to intensive care and critical care units, and through multiple new school and community based clinics. ZMM Architects and Engineers, you see us in your community every day.
3: This is the High School Sports Line, presented by Parmar Stores on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. Hi, it's Tony Caritti, host of the CityNet Statewide Sports Line right here on Metro News. Join the Senator, Brad Howe, Coach Greg Hunter, and myself as we discuss the day's biggest sports stories, talking with coaches, former players, and sports writers from all over the state and across the nation, bringing you the latest from the high schools, colleges, and the pro game. So don't miss the CityNet Statewide Sports Line weeknights at 6.06 here on the
8: Metro News Radio Network and streaming live at wvmetronews.com.
9: Your source for what's happening in West Virginia is WVMetroNews.com. Get the latest statewide news, sports reports from WVU, Marshall, and your local high school teams. Explore the great outdoors with Chris Lawrence. Read Hoppy Kirchible's daily commentary. And catch up on your favorite Metro News programs and podcasts. Stay informed anytime, anywhere with WVMetroNews.com. Metro News for 36 years, the voice of West Virginia.
3: Hi, this is Hoppy Kirchable. West Virginia, in many ways, is a diverse state, often with different issues, challenges, and successes depending on where you live. But we're also a small state and we're all connected by being West Virginians. Every day from 1006 till noon, I talk about and provide insight into the events that shape who we are. My approach is tough but fair, and we may disagree, but together we'll stay abreast of what's going on in our great state. Successes, the hardships, the challenges, and of course the politics that contribute to making us who we are. To so join me weekdays, 10.06 till noon for Metro News Talk Live. Nobody covers West Virginia like Metro News. Start each weekday at 6.06 a.m. with The Morning News. Veteran anchors Chris Lawrence and Carrie Hudasek deliver the day's biggest stories, along with in-depth reports from Jeff Jenkins, Alex Thomas, and Jake Flatley. The Morning News also brings you the latest in sports from Kyle Wiggs and Joe Bracato, Happy Kirchival's daily commentary, and the entertainment report. The Morning News on the Metro News radio network and at wvmetronews.com.
10: soccer.
4: We've got you covered on the High School Sports Line from Metro News. Welcome back in. High School Sports Line presented by Parmar Stores, the official store of high school sports in West Virginia. Fred Persinger, Dave Jeklin, and Joe Bricotta with you on this Wednesday evening. We're joined now by the Athletic Director of Huntington St. Joseph High School, and that is Mr. Todd Maynard. Todd, welcome in. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Hey, our pleasure. Uh, talked to Todd earlier in the week, and uh, or the end of that, was earlier this week, and we wanted to talk about uh, something that uh, the Irish are hoping to create, and that's another sport in high school football, uh, and the competition they're hoping would begin next year. Uh, Todd, I, I guess the first question to ask is, is where do we stand with this?
11: Well, um, you know, last year we started discussing about the possibility of football coming to Huntington Saint Joe and um you know, we wanna be an option for some of our uh student athletes and uh you know, prospective families with it's whether our middle school and who kids play football and then they may have to go somewhere else whenever um you know they need to go to high school if they're a high school football player so we want to be an option and have retention and keep some of our kids from our middle school to high school and um, you know so we started discussing a little bit about that and we understand this area is huge in football and um, you know we put a lot of uh, thought and time and did our due diligence uh, with research and what we thought was best and uh, we had um, you know we went to the advisory council and they all said, "Hey, we're all for it." So, you know, here we are, and we're really excited about it. And we're going down trying to find a uh, head coach at this point. But um, we know next year we're going to do uh, start off with the JV season, and the following year we hope to uh, be playing varsity football on Friday nights.
0: So, talk a little bit about the the due diligence, the homework, the support of the community that kind of goes into this. I mean, I know this was kind of hatched a little bit two years ago when you came on as Billy's basketball coach. So if can you take us back to the beginning i mean how does that idea come up where you don't feel like you're making a silly comment hey how about football i know it wasn't quite that simple but <laughs> you, you know back to that uh initial idea and then the due diligence has gotten to the point where you're at right now and hopefully ready to start jv next year
11: well yeah when i when i first came in um they hired me as the uh head boys basketball coach and um uh, you know our girls coach uh you know, left for another job and he was the, uh, AD. So I stepped in at that role. And then, um, I started thinking like strategically here is, you know, you know, five or 10 years down the road, where do we want to be as a uh, school and an athletic uh, program? And, you know, it just kind of made sense was, um, they've kicked the can a little bit about football in the past. And, you know, so I just got some, some of the strategic thinkers, Dr. Carol Templeton and, uh, our advisory uh, board president, Matthew Wolfell, we just kind of got down and said, hey, you know, um, let's really think about this and how can can we do it? We understand football is one of the sports that costs a lot of revenue to be able to run and um, we were fortunate enough to be able to raise some money and, um, you know, get it going, but... You know, the research was, you know, kind of looking and saying, "Hey, can can we really, really do this? Because you got to have, you know, places to play, which is tough for us right now, Um, and you got to have a place to practice, and you know, so there's a lot of different uh, things that we had to, you know, figure out there, and we just kind of uh, just sifted through all that information, and uh, we went as far as just the research single A football programs and the volume of kids they have on the team, and Um, and we looked at all that and we kind of said, Hey, we believe we can do this.
5: You touched on my next question a little bit, but in terms of facility and where you'll play your games, but also where you'll practice, because obviously being right in the middle of Huntington, it may be a little difficult to find a a place to practice as well. How far along in the process are you of, of finding a practice facility and also a game field?
11: Well, currently, uh, right now, um, our soccer programs—they uh, play up at the uh, Kennedy Center. Um, it's the Huntington YMCA. They have a, you know, uh, a little campus there um, where we actually play our soccer games, and they have a, a bunch of fields. So there's uh, enough room right there to be able to practice football. Um, so in the future, we'd like to be able to find something as we, you know, look at our strategic plan and create. We have you know a few areas uh, within the school that. You know, it's uh, down what we call in a lower lot. We may be able to potentially make that a practice spot, and there's things that's going on there. But for right now, the Kennedy Center looks like the the best option for us. And as far as playing games, um, we're doing our JV schedule all the way the first year. And, um, you know, we've uh, contacted, uh, you know, a couple people. Barbersville Park has a – you know, a park that they've, uh, redone a whole turf field on there. So they don't have field goal posts right now. So that my option, and we've also met with the, um, uh, athletic administration at Marshall university. So that could be a, um, you know, an option too. So, uh, we're going to have a place to play. Um, and eventually, a, a long, long-term plan. We'd love to be able to find somewhere where we could do a dual, uh, you know, stadium, let's say, make a soccer slash uh, football stadium. So it's, uh, it's all in the work and we've, We've all kind of go on in. There's a lot of excitement about it and a lot of people that's want to make this thing happen.
4: We're talking with athletic director and head boys basketball coach at Huntington St. Joe, uh, Todd Maynard. And Todd, uh, let, me, let me do this. Let me be the devil's advocate, okay, because I'm sure this has come up uh, maybe even from your principal, Dr. Carol Templeton, and the fact that, you know, there's a lot of small schools in Huntington St. Joe's, a small school, a lot of small schools in West Virginia that have tried to play boys varsity basketball and sheer numbers have not allowed them to do so. Uh Parkersburg Catholic comes to mind and, uh, uh, Notre Dame and others come to mind. Uh, what's your thoughts on that?
11: Well, I think it really, uh, determines on the dynamics of where you are. I believe also, I believe the middle school, um, you know, the feeder programs, the volume of students that you have coming in from there, um, you know, I know some schools they may not have a high volume of kids uh, that would come over from the middle school or high school and you know, that, that plays a role. But, you know, it was um I seen, you know, a thing the uh the other night that we looked at Van High School. They're actually in our um you know, our region now in basketball. But um I think they have somewhere between eighteen, nineteen kids. They the last time I checked they're eight and Um so it's a um I think it's doable, but um you know, it is a concern to be able to have the volume of players. But uh, currently, right now, within our school, we have about you know thirteen kids within the high school would be that want to play that have interest. And um, our middle school, our eighth grade class, I mean, they're up to around sixty kids. It's one of the highest classes that we've uh, ever had here at Huntington St. Joe. Uh, that'll be coming across the street, and um, our percentages say that most of those kids are going to come. So, you know, we have six or seven guys that have interest there too. So. Um you know we're going to be it's it's going to be like baby steps and there's going to be a, a lot of young kids come in, but we also believe that um you know in where we're at and the access of people if if they're respected families and they want to play football and they want to come in as uh you know freshmen that uh, that's a, that's an option too and we're we're an option because believe it or not there is uh, times that you know families decide not to come here because we don't have football so we we believe that um, you know numbers is a big big part of it obviously in the in the scope of football but we think that uh where we are in dynamics of what we have we we're, we're going to be able to field a team
0: working to bring football to Huntington Saint Joe looking back on this what was the most surprising aspect of trying to put this together and or the most challenging aspect of trying to put together starting a football program for the first time since the early 1940s at St Joe's
11: well, one of the, the most challenging thing is just um, at first is getting a buy-in, you know, because uh, sometimes that you get comfortable. You know, our sports programs over the years have, you know, been off and on. They've done had some really success. You know, we're, uh, you know, a big soccer school. Soccer's done really well, and they won a sectional championship this year and a lot of our other sports. So it was really, you know, to say, hey, You know, sometimes we're comfortable, but if we want to have growth, we got to make ourselves uncomfortable. And that's the way that you've got to grow as a school or an organization. So, you know, you got to take a little bit of risk. And that was the the big challenge was, hey, can, you know, we're going to stick our neck out on here on this. We're going to go all in. So, you know, are we going to be able to make it happen? And right now I'm, you know, optimistic. I believe we can, but you you never know. But, um, you know, that was kind of the, you know, challenge. But, uh, you know, the exciting thing was is, um, now that we got people asking about it a lot, but the the exciting thing is, is hey, you know, um, we're we're an option here now. We we have about every sport that every other school has, and we want it to you know be an option. So we're really excited about it. So anytime there's something new that happens, uh, kind of gives everybody a breath of fresh air, and it, you know we have a lot of people uh, wanting to see this thing succeed.
5: Todd, you mentioned earlier there's obviously cost involved, and in particular in football, probably the highest of all the sports uh, in terms of what it costs each school. Would the hope be that driving and an uptick in enrollment can kind of make up for some of those costs, or are you going to have to kind of raise funds separately to get this off the ground?
11: Well, I think it's going to be a blend of both. Um, You know, Obviously, if um, more kids come to school, there's going to be more revenue that's going to help uh, offset some costs and be able to um, help the bottom line of football. But um, also we know that whatever coach we bring in, we want to bring in someone who has some experience and to be able to fundraise and, you know, to be able to eventually self-sustain, you know, the program. So it's going to be a little blend of uh, enrollment and a blend of, uh, you know, finding some sponsors and some um, people within the community that want to see this succeed. And we've, We've had some um, good donors so far that want to see uh, football get up in a way, and uh, that's how we was able to, you know, raise some money to get all this stuff going. Because you, you guys are right; it's a lot of uh, capital to get going
4: to get this thing started. Well, It's an exciting time. That's for certain at Huntington St. Joe. Let's um, let's turn our attention just uh, real quick while we have you here. Let's let's talk about uh, high school basketball because. Uh, uh you had a you had a pretty good basketball team last year, Todd. What uh you won what, eighteen games I think last year. Was that was that close?
11: Yep, yep we, we finished uh eighteen and six. Um we made the state tournament, sectional champions, regional champions, um made the state tournament, won a game, and uh we lost to James Monroe in the um the final four there in the semifinals and um, they went on to be the state champions. So uh we had we had a
4: great season. Yeah, now I know you lost you also had Jesse Muncie who was averaging about twenty nine for you. And uh <clears throat> Johnson, Xavier Johnson, who had I don't know, 18, eighteen, nineteen points. Uh what do you get coming back? Well, we have
11: um we I it, said it was like the uh you know the big three for us. We had a Caden who who is uh averaging around fifteen. He was um a junior for us last year, and he's gonna be um, in my opinion, one of the better players and. Uh, Class A, and one of the better players within the state. So we have him coming back. Um, So we're excited about that. But uh, the big joke around here is, can I win a game without Jesse Muncy? So we'll have to to figure that out. But, uh, you know, so pressure's on me uh, there. But um, we brought in a uh, really good um, uh, young group, Uh, Grady Painter, uh, who played at middle school at St. Joe last year. Um, he's coming over as a freshman, really, really nice player. Uh, we have, um, Isaiah Sanders who played at Benson middle school. Um, who's came over here as a freshman and we also had, uh, Marcus Jackson that came in. So, you know, there's a big difference between 14 and 18 year olds. So these guy's are going to take some, you know, some beatings there, but, um, you know, we really, really feel confident, um, that these guys are going to be able to surprise some people this year. And, um, you know, I may be a little bit biased, but our middle school group, our eighth grade group, um, has Caden a younger brother on there who's an eighth grader who's one of the best eighth graders around and Carter Wolfel and, you know, a cast of those other guys um, within our eighth grade. So we can see the growth. It's like we got to, you know, battle on the trenches here for a couple years and learn and grow. But uh, within a couple years, I think we're going to be a team that's there um,
4: towards the uh, end of the year to
11: be able to compete for a state championship.
4: And for the first time in a long time as athletic director, you also have a new girls' basketball coach and Alyssa Hammond, don't you?
11: Yeah, we have Alyssa Hammond. Um, and actually, uh, a Coach uh, Jessica Huff, has, uh, they've kind of flipped roles this year. She's um, the new uh, the head coach, and Alyssa Hammond's going to be the assistant. So Jessica Huff, which is Coach Charles Huff, the so head football coach at Marshall University, um, she um, she was an assistant last year. So they've kind of just – uh, flip roles and um, she's actually our new girls coach and you know uh, they're in the they're in the same boat they're they're young but they're going to be um, they're going to be a
4: pretty good team they got a lot of young talent in there so I expect big things out of them all right my friend hey best of luck certainly in basketball that's starting up here in a few days uh, but I guess um, even more importantly down the road best of luck with this uh, this high school football team or junior varsity team next year in high school hopefully the next year okay All right. I appreciate you guys having me on. Hey, our pleasure. That's uh, the athletic director and head boys basketball coach, Todd Maynard, from Huntington, St. Joe. Break to take. We come back. We're going to turn our attention to lacrosse. Guys, I hope you have studied up on lacrosse. High School Sports Line, presented by Paramar Stores, the official store of high school sports in West Virginia. We're back in a moment.
12: Concord University has been a part of your community for nearly 150 years. More than ever before, it is important that you get a college degree to ensure a better life for you and your family. You don't have to go far from home. Sure, Concord started as a teacher's college and we still produce great teachers. But we also prepare students for professional school for careers as lawyers, doctors, physical therapists, veterinarians, chemists, physician assistants, pharmacists, and more. Application and registration for the Fall 2022 semester is now underway at Concord University and tuition is free for those who qualify. Check Comax
1: Business Systems is your authorized Conicum and Ulta dealer, and we'll assist you in finding the right products to meet your specific needs. Plus, we have a complete in-house IT department with certified network engineers on staff to handle all of your IT needs. Many companies are increasing their efficiency and cutting costs by outsourcing their IT needs to us. We also offer help desk system monitoring, maintenance backup, and disaster recovery service. service, and more. we treat you better. Come on and see us and you'll say much more. Comax Business Systems. Call 1-888-483-7440.
3: This is the High School Sports Line. Presented by Parmar Stores. On Metro News. The voice of West Virginia this morning, the biggest stories from around the state of West Virginia. When you want them, Chris Lawrence at the Anchor Desk.
13: We're ready to get your day started in West
3: Virginia with all the information you need. Carrie Hudasek brings you the day's headlines.
7: In Mercer County, it's unknown what led to a missing woman's death. 75-year-old Linda Sue Simpson of Bluefield went missing Thursday morning and was found dead Friday afternoon on a family property. Her body was sent to the state medical examiner's office for an autopsy.
13: Kyle Wiggs at the sports desk. We've got updated Metro News rankings Martinsburg, number one, and Triple-A, followed by Hurricane Huntington, Parkersburg, South Spring Valley, Bridgeport, George Washington, Princeton, Wheeling Park, and Morgantown. That's your top ten. Double-A, Independence, number one. Winfield up to number two after beating Scott. Then Fairmont, Senior, Roan County, and Frankfurt in the top five. Single-A, Wheeling Central, Williamstown, James Monroe, Tucker County, and Wahama. And
3: Hoppy Kerchival's daily commentary. Metro News this morning. Listen where you get your favorite podcasts and online. At WVMetroNews.com.
9: No Metro matter of the season depend on metro news for the best high school sports coverage wednesday nights it's the high school sports line presented by parmar stores friday nights the 21 year tradition continues with summit community bank high school game night then a recap of all the games saturday morning on the scoreboard also get in-depth stories and features from joe burcato and greg carey at the website coverage you can depend on from metro news the voice of high school sports in west virginia
3: Metro News Hotline with Dave Weekly. The Land Out.
11: Give me a song, man.
14: Give the me a summer song. Wind oh, yeah. Came blowing in from across the sea. Two sweethearts and the summer wind. Oh,
3: man. You know, that is one of my <laughs> favorite songs. Metro News Hotline with Dave Weekly. Weekday afternoons from 3 till 6 on this Metro News Station. We've got you covered on the
4: High School Sports Line from Metro News. Welcome back in. High School Sports Line presented by Parmar Stores, the official store of high school sports in West Virginia. Fred Persinger, Dave Jeklin, and Joe Bricotto with you. High School Sports Line, we talk about a lot of high school sports, including lacrosse. I think the first time in the history of the program we have talked about lacrosse but we welcome to our high school sports line show tonight. Zoe Mackey. Zoe is a senior at University High. Welcome in, Zoe. Hi. How are you?
7: Good, how are you?
4: I am wonderful, and let's talk about lacrosse, okay? I didn't know this guy's until I and I promised the Zoe's dad Mike that I would be doing some homework. So I did not sound really, really dumb like I normally do. But I did not know until I was doing some homework that lacrosse is the oldest organized sport in North America. so it's been around for a long time. just how long how long has it been have you you when did you start playing uh, lacrosse
7: uh, I started playing I started playing about a year and a half ago.
4: Wow, and you are to the point you are now and I, and I know you play. You played for Morgantown for a while, and then your parents moved, so when they moved to the University High District, you t- decided to transfer to University High, but you also play for a travel team and Mountain State Lacrosse. Uh, it's just kind of boom, boom, boom in a year and a half, hasn't it?
7: Yeah, it really has. It really has flown. It's crazy.
0: Now, I know one of the things you talked about last summer, there were some different articles talking about Mountain State lacrosse, a growing sport in the state. And one of the things you talked about in that, Zoe, was connecting with the other girls on the team. You talk about young ladies like Aubrey Harrison at Fairmont Senior or Olivia Stewart at at University High. And talk about that as a sport is, is kind of growing in West Virginia, you young ladies playing lacrosse—that sense of community, that sense of connection you have with the other young ladies—can you, can you talk about that kind of bonding experience you have with the other lacrosse players?
7: Yeah. Um, so, I met uh, Aubrey and Olivia through lacrosse, and they are—they're definitely some of the people that pushed me to become the best, like one of the best in the state. <laughs> um. But one reason I actually committed is because I had uh, like teammates from Mountain State uh, who committed to Davis and Elkins as well.
5: Zoe, the teammates that you have either at the high school level or at the club level, do a lot of them. Did they start out at the junior level prior to high school, or a lot of them are they like you and they picked up the game in high school?
7: Um, there is uh like there's a couple middle school teams around the state, but. Mostly people pick it up uh, around their freshman year, like, just to play a sport, really. That's what you see mainly a lot of uh, lacrosse girls, that they just want to try something out. And
4: All right. You know, and by the way, Zoe's going to sign a letter of intent to play her college soccer at the right. Davis and Elkins. And you're going to sign that, what, next Thursday? Is that right?
7: Um, I sign it next I know it's November 9th. Okay, am not so sure that's which next, day. I think it might be a Wednesday. It'll be next day.
4: Tuesday. It'll be a week from today. You know, so today's the Saturday. Oh, yeah. So it'll be a, be a week from today. Okay, so uh, you, play, you play midfield now, but you're going to play defense in college. And I understand, according to Dave Pomeroy, who is the head coach of soccer, both women and men's at uh, d and that you're probably the best defensive player in the state. Now, that's coming from a college coach. That's pretty uh, high praise, young lady. Uh, you, what's the difference? Help me out here. What's the difference between playing where you play now in high school and at the club level and where you're going to play in college?
7: So um, for club and high school, I play midfield, which basically means you play both ends of the field. So uh, I really consider myself a defensive midi, so I lean more to the defensive end, but I get to score goals, which is a great feeling. But – Defense has always had my heart, so that's what really drawn me towards, like, committing as a defender.
0: So you started playing lacrosse a year and a half ago. Kind of two questions here. What drew you to the sport, and did you ever think 18 months ago, two, uh, two years ago, that this would be the path you would be taking at d and
7: I never thought I would be playing lacrosse at a collegiate level when I first started, but... Um, I actually got cut from the basketball team, and I wanted to be, I i consider myself a pretty athletic kid, so I didn't want to be the athletic kid who didn't play a sport. So my dad was like, why don't you just try out lacrosse? And I came in for my first practice and automatically fell in love with it.
0: What did you think lacrosse was going to be? Your dad kind of brings that up. What did you think it was? I mean, did you did you Google it online? I mean, did you have any idea when your dad mentioned that, what lacrosse was before the first practice?
7: I had absolutely no idea what lacrosse was.
0: <laughs> and, and I asked... <laughs> Sounds like us, doesn't it, guys? <laughs> yeah, it does. And and just real quick, I grew up in Illinois. We didn't have... Uh, I wanted to play hockey. We didn't have hockey rinks. So I played soccer because it was the closest thing I thought I could find to being a hockey goalkeeper. So that was kind of when you were saying that, I'm kind of like thinking the same. You get cut from the basketball. How about lacrosse? Sure, why not, Dad? Yeah. Best decision Dad's ever made to have you go out and play lacrosse?
7: Yeah definitely (laughs) So, obviously
5: obviously to increase your skill level that's a great challenge but how difficult was it to pick up the fundamentals of the game when you were initially starting to learn it or was it difficult at all for you
7: personally me i feel like i pick up sports really quickly and easily um like having background in basketball with like ball handling and stuff like that it really helped with like gaining stick work and all that, and all the other stuff really came with someone teaching me a little bit, and I just practiced really hard about with it, and that's what led me to gain, gain my level of skill. Okay, you don't have to
4: have a lot of equipment to play lacrosse. You have a stick and a ball, basically, right? But the guys now, correct me if I'm wrong, have to have, what? Go ahead.
7: Uh, you have to oh, just have goggles and a mouth
4: guard. You have, to have goggles, right. Now the yeah. guys though they have to wear a helmet, right? Yes. And the ladies don't, but I your dad sent me a couple of pictures of you playing and as intense as you looked. If I'm going to play, I want a helmet. I'm just telling you. <laughs> you, look, <laughs> you look pretty intense out there, but I guess you have to have that intensity to play the sport, right?
7: Yeah, you can't be scared of anything.
4: How tough is it to catch the ball? In that little net.
7: I mean, for me, it's not that hard because I've practiced really a lot about it. But for some girls, I mean, I understand that it's kind of hard.
4: I guess, guess, do you think you can do it? No, they, they can't. No. No. no, they can't. They can't. I mean, you, you catch the ball. <laughs> you say you like to score, right?
7: Yeah, I do like to score.
4: How, how large is the net? Because it looks small.
7: How large is it it's not yeah. it's not that
4: big it's not that big right and I mean I've seen yeah. i've I've watched lacrosse on TV uh I've seen Maryland which uh, Maryland is a very good lacrosse school uh Syracuse is a very good yeah. lacrosse school North Carolina but I've seen them and I mean they whip that ball through there it I mean it's traveling they do. at a pretty good speed so no yeah. helmets required huh no helmets
7: nope. Sounds Not like fun,
4: Zoe. It really sounds like fun. What made you pick d and
7: um, Well, my mom's family is from Elkins, and that's where my mom is from. And I really felt a connection with the coach, uh, Coach Pomeroy. He's also one of my travel coaches. Um, I had some teammates from travel who signed there, and I just love the area and love the school. Okay.
4: All right. One week from today, you'll sign your letter of intent. Best of luck. Uh, Uh, Hopefully your dad will uh, keep me in touch and and let me know what's going on. Okay. All right. I appreciate your time tonight, Zoe. Thank you so much. Thank you. There you go, Zoe Mackey, senior lacrosse player at University High and signing a letter of intent to play college lacrosse at Davis and Elkins next week. All right. We appreciate the time she spent with us tonight. Let's go ahead and turn our attention now to uh, back to football for a little while. And uh, head coach uh, Jason Nichols of Clay County joins us and uh, I asked Coach to come on. We want to talk certainly for a few moments about his Clay County Panthers because uh, having a tremendous season, they've got one more game left on the regular season schedule that comes up on Friday night when they travel to Braxton County. But I I know uh, a lot of folks have probably heard about a, a horrific car accident that, uh, was suffered by one of the players for Clay County, and uh, it's been a lot on social media. He wears number fifty-four. I, I don't. I'm not sure, Coach. By the way, uh, Jason, welcome into the program.
15: Uh, thanks for having me tonight.
4: Yeah, I I started to say I'm not sure uh, the folks that know Jake Salty Morton, if they if he's more familiar to them with that number fifty-four or that long flowing hair that the young man has but uh, a heck of a football player and uh, just a a terrible accident that he had uh, this past Monday after school. And uh, uh, we just wanted to get you on. And uh, I know you've been in close contact with the family and everything just to uh, give the updates that you can and uh, that uh, certainly we're asking uh, for thoughts and prayers with the young man.
15: Well, we appreciate that. Um, You know, uh, the world... uh knows him as Jacob and his family probably knows him and friends, uh, as Jake and, uh, to us, he is salty and, uh, salty is, um, uh, uh, like you mentioned, he is just a whale of a football player and, uh, you know, um, uh, life changed for him, uh, this past Monday and, and, uh, um, you know, he's, he's got, um, recovery ahead of him and you know salty is just uh, there's there's a lot of words that i'd like to use to describe salty but uh we we just like to we just like to call him a little bit of everything here a little bit of wonderful
0: and on your seven and one clay county football team a big part of that on the defensive line
15: oh yes um Salty's been on the defensive line for us for the last three seasons, and uh, this year he's played uh, quite a bit of defensive line, probably about 65 to 70%. He's also played some linebacker for us after, um, you know, we had some injuries there. Uh, But, you know, primarily he is a defensive lineman, first team all-state last season. And, uh, you know, uh, numbers will speak for themselves uh, when the season's over. I would imagine his numbers will definitely uh, be in consideration for that again this season.
5: Jason, obviously the the focus for the team, you want them to be focused on the challenges ahead and uh, what you hope is a long playoff run, but obviously that's got to be difficult to do when so much of their thoughts uh, are, are with Salty at this point.
15: Uh, it's very difficult. Um, we practiced today for the first time this week, obviously, and um, we spent most of the practice in a group session talking um, coaches and players. And we spend a lot of time talking and making sure that um, everything is, is right with us, um, you know, right with us mentally before we uh, stepped out onto the field and very difficult um, right now, uh, as you could imagine, football is definitely taking a back seat to the most important uh, situation and the most important scenario. Uh, however, the team and the family has has all been in agreement that the game on Friday um, needs needs to be played and must be played. And um, you know we're we we prepared.
4: Jason, I I've been around this game a long time, and I know you have as well. And uh, uh, the the amount of calls and uh what the community and even outside the community have reached out to you guys it's it had to have been uh quite amazing
15: well uh, yes uh, i mean that's an understatement of, of of mass proportions there i mean that is uh, we have had a, I, I could not even possibly begin to mention everybody by name um the support that the family has received. I talked to Mr. Morton today for about an hour to an hour and a half, and he just said, you know, he said, I knew my son was loved. He said, I had no idea that he was this loved. And, um, and the community, the state, the family, the, the, I've received calls from every part of the state, Even since we've been on on the phone, I'm getting texts asking for updates and so forth. So it's been tremendous. It's been overwhelming. It's been um, an an honor. And um, it's just been something that just proves to the world that despite all of the nonsense that goes on, when something like this happens, the nonsense stops.
4: Yeah no question well again uh, this is why i wanted to get you on just so you could uh bring the state up to date on on salty and uh and uh, certainly let his family know that uh, here at the network and certainly all across the state uh, our thoughts and prayers are are with salty and uh again he he's a, a heck of a kid uh, he's a heck of a football player an even better person and uh Uh, just let him know we're we're thinking about him and uh, best of luck to you guys on Friday night when you go to Braxton. Okay. Absolutely. We appreciate it. There you go. Head coach, Jason Nichols. And uh, guys, uh, I felt that uh, needed to be done. And I know we kind of squeezed that in there in our regular uh, schedule, but I thought it needed to be done. I I remember, and uh, I've got to take a break and then we're going to get to our next guest, Nate flower. But I remember uh, someone telling me that salty, as a freshman, they put him in a game uh, because they needed someone. He's a ninth grader and he got 11 tackles. In that one game, coach said, uh, We got to find a place for that kid to play. He, he's that good. And he's not a big kid. He's what, a 175, 180 pounder playing the line. So uh, uh, our thoughts and prayers are certainly with uh, Jacob Morton, uh, a senior at Clay County High School. A break to take. We come back going to be joined by Nate Flower, who's a kicker on the football team at Fairmont Senior and a defender on the soccer team. We'll talk with Jake or Nate when we return on High School Sports Line presented by Parmar Stores, the official store of High School Sports in West Virginia. Back in a moment.
8: Hey this is Dave Allen for Parmar Stores with some exciting news. By now I'm sure you know Parmar Stores commitment to the youth of the state of West Virginia. That's why we're proud to announce a unique partnership Parmar Stores has entered into with the West Virginia Secondary Schools Activities Commission. Effective immediately, Parmar is the official store of high school sports in West Virginia. You'll be seeing much more of us at your local stadiums and gyms. We are committed to serving our communities and our student-athletes. Be listening for more details to come. And remember, if there's not a Parmar store near you now, there will be soon.
4: You know, as West Virginians, we are proud of the natural beauty of the mountain state. And at ZMM Architects and Engineers, our goal is to provide design solutions that give people the same pride in our built environment. That commitment to quality can be seen in healthcare facilities throughout the state, from new hospitals and pharmacies to intensive and critical care units and through multiple new school and community-based clinics. ZMM Architects and Engineers, you see us in your community every day.
3: This is the High School Sports Line presented by Parmar Stores on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. Hey, everybody, it's Tony Caridi. And I'm Brad Howe. And that makes two of the three guys that bring you the podcast entitled Creatively Enough. Three guys before the game. It's our opportunity to really drill down on WVU football and basketball. We break down the opponent and then review every single game. We'll give you some numbers.
12: We'll bicker back and forth. We'll take your calls, your texts, your tweets, and get into some of your questions.
9: And we invite you to join us each and every episode It's Three Guys Before the Game from Metro News. The Metro News website is your primary source for news and sports in the Mountain State. From breaking news to in-depth analysis, high school, mountaineer, marshall, and mountaineese conference coverage, news for hunters and fishermen on the outdoors page, and Hoppy Kirchival's daily commentary. Plus all your favorite shows, Sportsline, Talkline, Hotline, the High School Sportsline, the Sunday Night Sportsline, West Virginia Outdoors, and more. All archived on the site and just a click away. Keep up with what's happening in our state at WVMetroNews.com.
14: Hi, this is Travis Jones. Join me and Coach Greg Hunter every Sunday night from 6.06 until 8 o'clock on the Metro News Radio Network for the CityNet Sunday Night Statewide Sports Line. We'll wrap up the week in sports in the Mountain State, talk about the Mountaineers High School and the Mountain East Conference. Plus, you can join the conversation on our toll-free line or on our text line at 304-TALK-304. Join us every Sunday night from 6.06 until 8 p.m.
8: on Metro News. It's the CityNet Sunday Night Statewide Sports Line. Hey there, Dave Weekly here. Metro News Hotline presents what's trending in sports, music, movies, tech, television, and more from a Mountain State point of view. Renowned local and national guests pepper the daily lineup with authoritative insights and commentary on a wide variety of topics from West Virginia high school sports to the financial markets. Join the fun. Every day, Coop and I dip into irreverent discussions with calls, texts, tweets, the question of the day, and the always popular in or out. Metro News Hotline, weekdays from 3 to 6 on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia.
10: Soccer.
3: We've got
4: you covered on the High School Sports Line from Metro News. Welcome back into High School Sports Line, presented by Parmar Stores, the official store of high school sports in West Virginia. Fred Persinger, along with Dave Jeklin and Joe Bricato, with you on this Wednesday night, November the second, coming up this weekend at the Klein Soccer Fields in Beckley. It is the state high school soccer tournament. And a young man that will be there with his team, Fairmont Senior, is Nate Flower. Nate, welcome into the program.
16: Hi, thanks for having me. Hey, our
4: pleasure. All right, now, as I mentioned a couple of times during the program, Nick is also a a place kicker on the football team, and uh, he is a uh, defender on the soccer team. Now, the football team does play the East-West game at East-West Stadium Friday night. However, Nate has to be with his soccer team in Beckley. Uh tough choice, or are you just a soccer player at heart, buddy?
16: Uh, so for me, it's just more about finding what's most important for like both my teams, and right now it's playoff action for soccer. So right now, totally 100% committed to soccer, but then once this weekend's over, it's a full flip back to the football side and riding out the playoffs from there on out.
0: And talk about this Fairmont Senior Soccer Program that you have. You're playing in the state tournament, coming off a win last week over Trinity to advance, and this is a very high-powered offensive squad at Fairmont Senior. Over 119 goals on the year heading into the state tournament. You're averaging what over four and a half goals a game. This is a very good offensive club.
16: Yeah, it took a, it took a little time for us to find our groove on our offense, but once we got everyone clicking, our outside backs moving up the field, our strikers just putting the ball in the net. It's been it's been great.
5: So, Nate, you're a defender, as we mentioned in the open, but you've got 10 goals and 13 assists on the season. How much do you enjoy getting involved in the attack, and, and how often do you look for opportunities to do so?
16: Oh, man, uh, as a former offensive player, uh, I love it. That's kind of just what I like to do. I've I've been used to it my whole life until I made the switch, but like now I have to get back a little more. But when I can take my chances to go forward, that's what I like to do.
0: So do you play left wing back? Are you? I think you came up. You play on the left side. Is that right, Nate?
16: Uh, no, I play uh, more in the center. So I'm a center back. So I'll be oh, okay. coming up more towards. Yeah.
0: Okay, I wasn't sure. I was reading some of the stuff from the Fairmont, from your win over Trinity, and I think on the third goal, it said you were coming up the left side, crossed the ball into the box to uh, to Grant Broadhurst, So I wasn't sure if you were playing more of a wing back position or more centrally located in the defensive side.
16: Yeah, just uh, in that moment, like the ball was just bouncing, uh, bouncing towards me in the middle, and uh, I saw a gap right there on the wing, so I took it out there and found Grant right in the middle.
0: Well, you know, interestingly, I did not know this, but uh, Chelsea this year, when Grant Potter's taken over for Chelsea, they made Raheem Sterling a wing back instead of a winger. So, if Chelsea can make one of the more prolific Premier League scorers a wing back, there there is a chance for you, Nate. You can be a central defender who can score goals too, right?
16: Oh, yeah. Um, we we have a guy on our team, Caleb Young. He loves to go forward. Uh, he's he's kind of, you could say, our Raheem Sterling of our team. Uh, he's like me, an offensive guy turned defense. Our uh, coach, Darren Paul, did a great job with him to make that switch, and he's really helped our defense and our offense at the same time.
5: You mentioned your head coach and Darren Paul, and we've had him on previously because the Fairmont Senior Program uh, is very accustomed to getting to this point, to the state semifinals in Beckley. What's it like to be a part of a program where the annual expectations are so very high?
16: Uh, it feels great. Uh, being on a winning program, it, it means everything. And for for us seniors to go down to the state tournament four times in a row, it's just the standard we've built over our, uh, our time here at Fairmont Senior. And it's just uh, – it's the hopefully the standard we can set for the next four years, the next next group of seniors to come up.
4: All right, this weekend you go to Beckley, and for Fairmont Senior, you go in as the number two seed, and uh, you'll be playing probably around six thirty, seven o'clock on Friday night against Point Pleasant. Did you play Point this year?
16: Uh no, we've uh, never played Point Pleasant in program history, so this will be a first time for for both teams. And if you uh, if you win that one
4: and the number one seed Charleston Catholic defeats Grafton, then you'd get a chance at Catholic again, and that's the only loss you have on your campaign this year, right?
16: Uh, yes, sir. Uh, I I really look forward. I hope we get we get a rematch with them. I think it'll be a, a different game for us. We we bring our A game. We bring our A game to the tournament. It, I hope the result will, will be in our favor.
5: Nate, uh, obviously juggling two sports during the course of the year, how do you kind of uh, practice both at the same time? Do you have a usual schedule that you uh, will join the football team and join the soccer team, or does it kind of vary week to week?
16: Uh, So typically my my normal day after school is just go straight to football practice, kick kick a little bit here and there, and then leave just to make soccer practice in time, maybe scoop up my brother on the way, and then then practice and come back home and eat a little dinner.
0: Now you know your brother is he a freshman on the team? Yes, sir. How is that like? You having uh, what position does he play? And keeping that all in the family.
16: Uh, so it's awesome. He plays right beside me. So there's there's not really a, a better place for him on the team. Uh, so I can I can help him. I can guide him, and hopefully he can fill my position in the next couple years. And I think it's been awesome for my family and my parents, my grandparents, everyone who comes to our game, just watch us both at the same time.
4: So, what's your plans after high school?
16: Um, so, I'm, I'm looking at a am looking at uh, colleges for uh, kicking and soccer. I haven't really made a decision.
5: Well, you I know you were at WVU uh, recently, and I know you've got some time to make your decision. But and I know you handle multiple kicking disciplines for the football team, uh, with place kicks and also punts. Do you have a lot of trick shots in your bag for punting? Do you do some rugby kicks, or is it pretty much not that you guys punt that often because you don't? But is it? Uh, <laughs> I was going to say they don't know they would do, do you have do you have some rugby uh, kicks in your arsenal?
16: Uh, yeah, that's what I started out doing. Mostly was rugby punts. It was more natural for me coming from a soccer background. But uh, one of my coaches, uh, Brady Hours, has helped me a lot with my conventional style of punting, and I give a give a big shout out to him for helping me there.
4: Well, mostly, let's see, just thinking ahead a little bit. Uh, Casey Leg is a, what a junior, so uh, he'll be a senior next year. You could learn him, and uh, who knows? You may, we may see you in the blue and gold. It's just right up the road from you, you know,
16: possibility.
14: Just yeah, throwing would, it out there.
16: That would, that would be that would be awesome. I'd love I'd love to do that more than anything. Just seeing like all my family goes to all the games all the time. My grandpa, my grandparents, uh, season ticket holder. Just watching them, watching me on the field would be would mean in the world to me
0: let me ask you let me ask you a real quick, serious question before we let you go there's a there's a difference when you're on the soccer field, obviously, on the pitch, versus kicking field goals. Is there any disconnect you have to have kind of subconsciously that you're not trying to launch the soccer ball when you are taking a shot on goal as compared to when you're kicking a field goal? I, I I do know that there can be an aspect where your body just has to remember what field you're on at the time.
16: Yeah, that's definitely happened to me on a couple occasions where I'll kind of just come into the ball and maybe hit it a little too, too much soccer style. But um, it's just a thing, I need to get down into my muscle memory and keep practicing
0: and practicing. Yep, exactly. Very good. Good good job, son. All right, buddy. Best of
4: luck to you Friday night and, uh, you know, go ahead and Get that big trophy in Beckley and then who knows, maybe you get the big trophy in Wheeling. That'd be all right, wouldn't it?
16: Double dip, that'd be awesome.
4: <laughs> Nate, appreciate your time. Best of luck this weekend, buddy. Thanks for having me. Appreciate there it. There you go. Nate Flower, six two, hundred seventy pounds senior, football and soccer player for Fairmont Senior, and he'll be playing soccer this weekend and then he'll be playing football the next weekend in the playoffs with Fairmont Senior, the Polar Bears. Got a break to take, we come back. Going to be joined by Head Coach Toby Harris of the Greenbrier West Cavaliers when we return on High School Sports Line, presented by Paramar Stores, the official store of high school sports in West Virginia. Back after this.
1: Time to upgrade your business to a digital phone system? Call Comax Business Systems. With our affordable managed VoIP solutions, we can help you harness the power of VoIP. Comex can design, install, and service your company's entire telecommunications network to ensure that you can talk to anyone, anywhere, at any time. Call us today to schedule your free telecom assessment so we can get you communicating better. We got the service. We'll teach you better. Come on and see us and you'll say much more. Call 1 888 483 7440 and online at ComaxWV.com.
12: Concord University has been a part of your community for nearly 150 years. More than ever before, it is important that you get a college degree to ensure a better life for you and your family. You don't have to go far from home. Sure, Concord started as a teacher's college and we still produce great teachers, but we also prepare students for professional school for careers as lawyers, doctors, physical therapists, veterinarians, chemists, physician assistants, pharmacists, and more. Application and registration for the fall 2022 semester is now underway at Concord University, and tuition is free for those who qualify. Check us out.
3: This is the High School Sports Line, presented by Parmar Stores. On Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. West Virginia Outdoors is the Mountain State's only hook and bullet radio show. Dedicated to the more than quarter million hunters and anglers across the state, award-winning host Chris Lawrence has been tracking down hunting and fishing stories for more than 25 years.
15: Fun fact about groundhogs that not a lot of people know is they actually go through hepatitis B, much like humans do. They've actually been used as a role model for how hepatitis progresses through humans.
13: Don't even act like you
3: knew that. Whether it's hunting and fishing news or just compelling stories about the enjoyment of the Great
0: outdoors. He brought the dogs in the next day. That dog, as soon as it got out of the side-by-side, side, it hit the nose on the ground, it pulled us, it took us straight through that deer. Show point.
13: Got a
17: point. You
3: got that one. West Virginia Outdoors covers it all Saturday mornings at 7.06 AM. And for your daily fix, Outdoors Today brings you two and a half minutes of news and notes from the woods and water every
9: weekday morning on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. Your source for news in the Mountain State is Metro News. Weekday mornings. Start your day with the morning news. Three hours of the biggest stories across West Virginia, along with sports, weather, and more. Stay updated throughout the day with reports at half past each hour and find all the info you need on your schedule at WVMetronews.com. The news you want from the name you trust. Metro News. For 36 years, the voice of West Virginia. Hi,
14: this is Travis Jones. Join me and Coach Greg Hunter every Sunday night from 6.06 until 8 o'clock on the Metro News Radio Network for the CityNet Sunday Night Statewide Sports Line. We'll wrap up the week in sports in the Mountain State, talk about the Mountaineers High School and the Mountain East Conference. Plus, you can join the conversation on our toll-free line or on our text line at 304-TALK-304. Join us every Sunday night from 6.06 until 8 p.m. on Metro News. It's the CityNet Sunday Night Statewide Sports Line.
10: Soccer.
4: We've got you covered on the High School Sports Line from Metro News. Welcome back in. High School Sports Line presented by Parmar Stores, the official store of high school sports in West Virginia. And we welcome in Head Coach Toby Harris of the Greenbrier West Cavaliers. Toby, welcome in. Thank you for asking me. Hey, our pleasure. And uh, let's talk about uh, your Cavalier Ball Club 8-1 and one on the season tied with Van for number seven this week in the high school football rankings, according to the SSAC, uh, this has been a special year for you, hasn't it, buddy?
17: It's
0: been
4: a good year. It sure is.
0: Yeah, you take a look at this Greenbrier West football team, and you sit here at eight and one. Like Fred said. Uh, kind of heading down towards the final game of the regular season only lost this year was to james monroe that was just a a tough night for your ball club wasn't it coach seven wins the one loss but you'd kind of like to get that mavericks game back again wouldn't you
17: well yes but uh you know give james monroe credit they have a really fine football team down there we maybe we made a lot of mistakes maybe didn't play our best but uh They still have a great team, and, uh, you know, we we wouldn't mind seeing them again in the playoffs if possible, but uh, they have a good good football team.
5: Since that defeat, you had a bye week and then back-to-back victories in dominating fashion. Did you change much during the bye week, or is it just a matter of uh, refining what you guys do?
17: No, we didn't change a whole lot, uh, you know, still playing the same kids. We just, uh, the week came at a good time. We were kind of beat up there a little bit, and the open date came through, so, we were able to uh, get some players back on the field and, uh, and just pick right back up uh, the next week uh, where, we start, where
4: we ended up. Toby you played nine games, as we mentioned, eight and one on the season. And I don't think you could be any more pleased with that defensive unit of yours. I mean, my goodness gracious, the shutouts are just amazing.
17: Right, yeah, they, they, they're small, a very aggressive group. They play well as a team. Uh, they fly around on the field, and uh, they take a lot of pride in uh, in playing defense. And uh, they got rolling on some of those shutouts, and uh, wanted to want to try to get the school record for shutouts. And uh, so they uh, they performed really
0: well for us. A lot of people like to talk about your ability to run the football with Ty Nickel and other backs on this Cavalier ball club, but I want to ask you about Cole Vandal. He's had a couple of touchdown passes the last couple of weeks against Midland Trail and also against Sherman. Talk a little bit about what the uh, dynamic aspect. You don't throw it a lot, but Cole Vandal's pretty effective when you do throw the football.
17: Right. Cole, Cole started about all of our games last year, quarterback, quarterback. Uh, we went down into August uh, football practice, and, and Cole got sick on us, and so we started using Tucker Lilly quarterback until we got Cole. Uh, we got him back in the first part of September, and so then at that point in the game, we uh, Tucker was doing a nice job. So we, depending on what set we're in, uh, we might have Cole as quarterback sometimes. Sometimes we have Tucker quarterback, but when Cole's not at quarterback, uh, he's a pretty good fullback. He blocks well. He runs well. Uh, we'll play him out wide. He's about 6'2", 210, and uh, pretty good targets. So uh, he's he's done a lot of things for us this year.
0: He's a little bit like Christian McCaffrey for the 49ers where he had the touchdown pass, the touchdown reception, and the touchdown catch. Cole Vandal's actually done that as well, hasn't he, the last two weeks? He has a touchdown reception. Right. He's, he's run one in and passed. He's a little bit like your Swiss Army knife on offense.
17: Right. he He's performed well the last couple of weeks for us. He's quite an athlete. He's a junior. And uh, he's doing a really nice job. He also plays defensive end for us and has done a really good job there for us.
5: So do Vandal and Lily have different skill sets that allow them to be successful, or are they similar body types, similar style of play?
17: Well, uh, they do. We, we think that we, we they have different skill sets. Uh, Vandal's about 6'2", 210. Uh, Tucker is about uh, 5'4", 130. And a little, he, he's quick. So, uh, but you know, he's throwing five touchdown passes. Uh, when he's able to get out of the pocket and get a little room, he throws the ball really nice. He runs well. So, uh, you know, we uh, we we do different things with the two of them, but they're both uh, both equally
4: good athletes. Talking well, with Toby Harris of the Greenbrier West Cavaliers. Toby, I know you've been around for a while, and uh, you're smart to know that to be successful, you've got to have a Really good staff of assistant coaches, and I was looking at some names. Boy, you do have a great staff, don't you?
17: Oh, absolutely. I'm I'm, I'm blessed to be working with these guys. Great bunch of guys. Uh, there's a lot a lot of experience there. Uh, you know, we've got uh, we've got Kelly Vaughn and, and Jerry Robertson doing the defense. Uh, we've got on offense got Isaac Osborne doing the offense, along with uh, Owen Schmidt and uh, Steve Price came to us this year from down Van. He's doing our offensive line. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm just uh, just surrounded with, with really good coaches, and they do a, do a great job.
5: So if needed, can Owen still jump in a drill and look like he did in 2007 when he was wearing a Mountaineer uniform? Hey, I,
17: I don't want to give away any secrets, but I'm telling you what, if you want to come by on Tuesday or Wednesday evening, uh, the man can still run. He can throw. He can catch. He's uh, he's quite an influence on the, on the other kids up there. And, yes, he can run probably with anybody on our football team.
4: Well, I would suggest to you that Kelly Vaughn can probably do, if there's a name, maybe outside of Toby Harris, it's as well-known, Kelly Vaughn, man, he's been around forever, hasn't
17: he? That's right. Kelly's been at Greenbrier West forever, and he he does a great job with the defense. And Kelly played now Wake Forest. uh, Got uh, Jerry Robertson, basketball coach, athletic director. Dre played now Virginia Tech. Owen played at WVU, so uh, uh, and we got Mike Goddard also as assistant out there with this year. I've got one of the largest staffs probably in single A football and and, and a great, you know, they're very knowledgeable and, and do a great job as a coach.
0: How does that help you over the course of each week of the season, coach? Each bring a different skill set uh, to your assistant coach ranks, but maybe for some people who don't quite know, as a head coach, where you rely upon those assistant coaches over the course of the week getting a game plan together.
17: Oh, absolutely! I think, uh, in, in fact, uh, I think they'd do fine if I wasn't even there. They do a great job getting ready for every game. We just have, just have confidence in every one of them at, at their, at their coaching uh, spot, and uh, you know, uh, it's just been a been a great uh, situation for me to work with those guys.
5: We're joined on High School sports line by Greenbrier West head coach Toby Harrison. And, and, Toby, you touched on Ty Nichols' game earlier in the interview. He's approaching 1,600 yards, 24 touchdowns, and he's a bigger guy. I mean, he could play defensive line probably if you needed to, offensive line. I mean, he's got some good size. How is he able to 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 mix the necessary speed in to play running back at such a high level?
17: Well, you know, Ty's about 220, 225. Uh, when he started off for us as a freshman, we had him playing up in the line. We had, uh, we had some pretty good backs at that time, and Ty played on the offensive and defensive line for us. But we knew he could run the ball, and then when he got his opportunity, he's, he's real tough out there in the open field. He doesn't have blazing speed, but it's, it's, he's fast enough to get the job done, and he's real hard to bring down at his size. And, and you'll see him. he play inside linebacker force, and then uh, sometimes you'll see him up there lined up as a five technique too because he, he did a pretty good job up there on in certain circumstances. So, yeah, he could play either place
4: the green bar west cavaliers will tangle with the moorfield yellow jackets on friday night that's about a three and a half hour bus ride from moorfield to charm co and they come in toby with a record of three and six they'd lost five in a row before winning last week against pendleton county but uh, you know as well as i do moorfield is still moorfield and by the 10th game of the season i got a feeling they've Pretty much got it put together pretty good. What what's your thoughts on this team coming in Friday night? Oh,
17: absolutely. They have a great tradition in football up in Moorfield, and if you look at their schedule, I mean, I'll, I'll put their football schedule up against any single A team in the state. They play a tough schedule. Uh, I'm sure, they've lost some ball games, but I'm telling you what, uh, they're well coached and they're a good football team. And you're right, there's just a tenth game they're going to come in. And we're going to have to be
0: ready for them. Yeah, you're tied with Van in the single A standings at, at number seven. Pick up this win, beat Moorfield, put yourself in a great position to host a playoff game and not have to travel, so to speak, um, in that first round. Stay at least in Greenbrier County, if you will, for a home game.
17: Well, well, that's our hopes. You know, we 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 know we are probably in the playoff either way, but we sure would like to have a home site. Uh,
0: you know, it's it's
17: a whole lot better for your fans and and. Kids to get to play a game at home. So that's our goal. Our goal is to try to beat uh, Moorefield and try to get a home site. Uh,
5: Since you rejoined the program in 2019, this will be your fourth consecutive playoff appearance. And obviously, every team is unique, and I'm not necessarily asking you to compare this year's team to the previous. But does this group have uh, as much potential to make a deep run in the playoffs as some of those other teams?
17: Well, I, you know, I think we do. I think we have, we have, have the ability. We're different. Uh, this group, uh, the first couple of years, we were much larger and uh, we had uh, much larger in the line. Now my backs are pretty large. We got, uh, we got cold quarterback about 210 and we got tight 225, but our linemen are small. Uh, they're real aggressive. They're young. Uh, we're only playing four seniors on the offense and four seniors on the defense. So, uh, you know, they, they get after it and, uh, I think you know if we uh, get some breaks and play good football, I think we we certainly can win some in the playoffs,
4: all right, buddy, hey, best of luck, you're eight and one looking to go nine and one, and uh I don't think anybody to say a word if you sneaked, you know a couple of those coaches in there on a couple of plays, you'd be all right. I'm sure, about, <laughs> hey, I'm sure against it, that big team you have, yeah, this that big team you have they'd they'd sneak right in there, they're about the same size I, I know well, Kelly. Oh yeah, Kelly. Kelly could still get out there and and
17: be a pretty good size lineman. We give the ball (laughs) to on behind him. There, I think uh, I think we could do okay.
4: (laughs) Hey, fighter. Best of luck. I appreciate your time tonight, and uh, we'll talk with you again soon. We'll see you in Parkersburg on Sunday. Okay. Okay. Thanks for calling. There you go. That's head coach Toby Harris of those Greenbrier West Cavaliers, uh, looking to go nine and one on the season if they can get by. Morefield. Break to take. we come back. We're going to be joined by the senior quarterback of the Huntington Highlanders, Gavin Locco. Stay with us. High School Sports Line presented by Parmar Stores, the official store of high school sports in West Virginia. We're back with more after this.
8: Hey, this is Dave Allen for Parmar Stores with some exciting news. By now, I'm sure you know of Parmar Stores' commitment to the youth of the state of West Virginia. That's why we're proud to announce a unique partnership Parmar Stores has entered into with the West Virginia Secondary Schools Activities Commission. Effective immediately, Parmar is the official store of high school sports in West Virginia. You'll be seeing much more of us at your local stadiums and gyms. We are committed to serving our communities and our student-athletes. Be listening for more details to come, and remember, if there's not a Parmar store near you now, there will be soon.
2: As West Virginians, we are proud of the natural beauty of the Mountain State. And at ZMM Architects and Engineers, our goal is to provide design solutions that give people the same pride in our built environment. That commitment to quality can be seen in healthcare facilities throughout the state, from new hospitals and pharmacies to intensive care and critical care units, and through multiple new school and community-based clinics. ZMM Architects and Engineers, you see us in your community every day.
3: This is the High School Sports Line presented by Parmar Stores on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. West Virginia Outdoors is the Mountain State's only hook and bullet radio show. Dedicated to the more than quarter million hunters and anglers across the state, award-winning host Chris Lawrence has been tracking down hunting and fishing stories for more than 25 years.
15: Fun fact about groundhogs that not a lot of people know is they actually go through hepatitis B, much like humans do. They've actually been used as a role model for how hepatitis progresses through humans.
3: Don't even act like you knew that. Whether it's hunting and fishing news or just compelling stories about the enjoyment of the Great outdoors.
0: He brought the dogs in the next day. That dog, as soon as it got out of the side by side it hit the nose on the ground, it pulled us, it took us straight through that deer. Show
13: point. Got a point.
17: You got that
3: one. West Virginia Outdoors covers it all Saturday mornings at 7.06 AM. And for your daily fix, Outdoors Today brings you two and a half minutes of news and notes from the woods and water every weekday morning on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia.
9: Your source for news in the Mountain State is Metro News. Weekday mornings. Start your day with the morning news. Three hours of the biggest stories across West Virginia, along with sports, weather, and more. Stay updated throughout the day with reports at half past each hour and find all the info you need on your schedule at WVMetronews.com. The news you want from the name you trust. Metro News. For 36 years, the voice of West Virginia.
14: Hi, this is Travis Jones. Join me and Coach Greg Hunter every Sunday night from 6.06 until 8 o'clock on the Metro News Radio Network for the CityNet Sunday Night Statewide Sports Line. We'll wrap up the week in sports in the Mountain State, talk about the Mountaineers High School and the Mountain East Conference. Plus, you can join the conversation on our toll-free line or on our text line at 304-TALK-304. Join us every Sunday night from 6.06 until 8 p.m. on Metro News. It's the CityNet Sunday Night Statewide Sports Line.
3: We've got you covered on
4: the High School Sports Line from Metro News. Welcome back in. High School Sports Line presented by Parmar Stores, the official store of high school sports in West Virginia. Fred Persinger and Dave Jeklin and Joe Bricotta with you. We turn our attention now, Class AAA football, and we're talking with the starting quarterback for the Huntington Highlanders, Gavin Locco. Gavin, welcome into the program.
6: Thank you for having me.
4: Hey, our pleasure, my friend. All right, uh, senior quarterback for a pretty solid football team, no doubt about that, 8-1 and one on the year. And I uh, got a big game coming up on Friday night. We'll talk about that in just a second. Talk about this year as uh, Billy Seals has put together another outstanding ball club. Uh, has it been similar to your other years at Huntington High?
18: It has, for sure. I think more of anything this year, we kind of took a few games for us to find our true identity and get the people in the right places. And then really, once all that fell into place, we kind of got
0: going. Yeah, only loss this year for Huntington is the opening game against Spring Valley. You dropped that one back in August, 29-28. to But offensively, you have scored over 40 points in every game since the opening week. It seems like a pretty balanced offense at Huntington this year, throwing the football, and obviously you can still run the football with Coach Seals.
18: Yeah, I think we have a lot of weapons. Everyone's doing their job. The wide receivers are making plays. The linemen getting it blocked up front.
5: How much of a great addition has Dwayne Harris been? I mean, you found an immediate connection with him in the first game, and it seems that that's just built throughout the year.
18: Oh, it's been great. Me and him have a great connection on and off field. We really work after practice, during practice. We just do a lot of little things to make sure we know what we're on the same page, thinking the same thing, and getting ready for each game every week. Gavin,
4: what's it like being a, a member, a uh, part of this team that uh, Billy Seals puts together every year? I mean, as far as practice goes and games go and travel goes? Is, is it all down to a workable science per Coach Seals?
18: I mean, honestly, the team just feels like a family. Like, everyone really does love each other. At the end of the day, I know all my guys have my back. I have their back. And really, it's a lot of fun because I know I'm going in every game with ten other guys in the field. They're going to have my back and I have their back. And really, it's just like going to war with my guys.
0: And we talk about the offensive side and, and the ability to run and throw the football. How about on the defensive side? I mean, you're facing these guys in practice getting ready each week, so you have a little bit of a heads-up at what the opposition's going to face out of this Huntington defense, but but talk about that side of the ball. Obviously, when you've won eight games in a row, the defense is getting it done, too.
18: Oh, they've done a great job. When the defense can hold someone to zero points and all you can All you got to do is score one time. It it feels good. And they've done that a lot this year. We got a lot of playmakers on that side of the ball. We got a great D line, great linebackers, great DBs. I love those guys.
5: We're joined on High School Sports Line by Huntington senior quarterback Gavin Locko. And Gavin, your your touchdown to interception ratio is 12 to 1 this year, but you also get involved in the run game a great deal. Are a lot of those uh, runs called runs, or are they plays where you will kind of improvise and try to make something out of it?
18: I would say most of them are called. It's kind of like we do a lot of reads, a lot of option type stuff. So really, it's like a fifty-fifty. But most of them, I'd say, are designed for me.
4: Talking with senior quarterback Gavin Laco of the Huntington Highlanders. I, I know Gavin, when you're finished your high school playing, you, you're signing to play with the University of Dayton. Uh, where your dad, Steve, played, by the way. Uh, what uh, what enticed you, other than the fact that the dad played there, That uh, about head coach Rick Chamberlain's program that wanted to make you go to,
18: to uh, Dayton? I went to some practices and the camps and just all the guys, like the vibe of the team, it just seemed like a brotherhood. It kind of seemed the same, familiar, like with my high school. The coaches seemed like straight up, up front, and the place just, I just felt like home.
0: You have the final regular season game. It's against Hurricane. I mean, what more can you ask for in the rankings number two versus number three? A playoff atmosphere coming into this final regular season game in Week 11, isn't it, Gavin?
18: Oh, for sure. they got a lot of dogs. They're a great team. It's going to be a hard-fought battle. I know they'll come ready to play, but so will we. It's going to be a tough game
5: to play for the conference championship. I know that's something you guys got a year ago. Was this a preseason goal for you guys, and how important will it be to uh, to defend that title?
18: It was definitely a goal, but we didn't look at that like the whole time. We just went week by week, and now that it's here, this is the week we have to win it. So that we're we're definitely aiming for that. We're hoping for that.
4: You've got to win it just to even your record against Hurricane. What, you lost... As a freshman, as a sophomore, but then you won last year as a junior, thirty-eight nothing. So,
18: you kind of personally need this win, buddy. Oh yeah, it would feel good to even up the series.
0: When, when you look at when you look at Hurricane preparing for this game coming up, what are you seeing on film from them defensively uh, that might give you problems? Areas you might try to try to exploit? What do you see on the defensive side in film in this Redskins ball club?
18: Well, for one they have a lot of speed they're physical they're a bunch of guys on that side of the ball they're going to make plays Mondrell Dean, one of them he's a beast we know he's coming really just all around though they gets the ball they tackle they're a real good defense
5: Gavin I know you guys lost a lot of linemen from last year's team that got to the uh, state championship game but you've obviously got a big one back in Robbie Martin how has he kind of helped to build the rest of the linemen around him
18: oh he's been great he's been a great leader up front kind of helping the other guys showing them what's what's the right thing to do what's wrong telling them what to do like on different plays most importantly i think he he's been a leader up front just in general just leading those guys talking with senior quarterback gavin Lacco, and gavin you've been
4: around football a long time you know as well as all of us do it takes all three phases of that game offense defense and special teams kind of nice wouldn't you think to have a kid like johnny ii on
0: your team
18: Oh, yeah, it feels great knowing he, he's on the special teams, kicking the rock. He's a great kicker. Does a lot of great things.
0: So let's look past this Hurricane game for a minute. Let's let's look ahead to the, the playoffs a little bit. What is Huntington going to bring to teams in the playoffs? What are teams got to get ready for when they take on the Highlanders in the postseason?
18: Well, I think we'll have a hostile environment. We'll have a great crowd. Duke crew, will have our student section. I think that plays a big part. And I think our guys will just come ready to play. I know, our, I know our coaches will get us ready. Coach C.J., Coach Seals they do a great job every week getting us ready, what's to come. And I know our guys are going to give 110% effort.
5: We talked about Dwayne Harris a little bit earlier, but another receiver, Malik McNeely, he had a big game against Cabell Midland a couple weeks ago. Kind of describe his game and, and what he brings to the team.
18: I think I think every day in practice he's getting better from the start of the season to the end. I mean, every day he's just picking up on little things staying after throwing with me he goes up gets the ball he's fast he does the right routes he just he just really came on along as the season's gone along
4: you know Gavin when you look at of course this game is on the road for you guys at Hurricane and as as Dave was mentioning earlier uh, you lost the first game of the season 29 28 to Spring Valley then uh, on September 16th they lost to Spring Valley by three points 31 to 28 uh, these two ball clubs, 8-1, and one, so close in a lot of things. Uh, MSAC title at stake, number one seed in Class AAA at stake with all the bonus points available and everything. Uh, you know, they, it's an old cliche. Boy, there's a lot riding on this game. There really is a lot riding on this game Friday night.
18: Yeah, this is the type of game you want to play, though. This is, this is what you wait all year long for. This is the type of game all our guys want to play. Our coaches want to coach. It's going to be a fun game.
0: Is practice a little bit different this week? Not that it's not different uh, for different teams, but but knowing everything that's on online coming up on Friday night, different atmosphere, different feel at practice this week, getting ready for Hurricane?
18: Yeah, I'd say for sure. I think all our guys know what that stakes. So we're a little more locked in, getting things done, being a little faster at everything we do. But really, I'd say every week we take it really serious and we lock in. But I think this week is a little extra more.
0: Now how about on the coaches side? Coaches a little bit different too this week?
18: Yeah, they're a little bit. Not not too much, so they kinda stay the same every week and just give us tell us what to do, when to do it, and just really make sure we got our heads straight every week.
0: Now Billy Seal said something after the St. Albans game and I'm I'm curious what your approach is. He said going into halftime, thinking about what to say, he says when when he was a kid and his dad would yell at him, it didn't bother him as much is when his dad said he was disappointed in him. So if Coach Seals comes in the locker room at halftime or after a game and he's yelling, does it affect the team differently? Or if he says he's disappointed in you, not that he has to be disappointed very often in your Huntington ball club, but as a player, mad Coach Seals or disappointed Coach Seals? Which affects you more?
18: I think, the mad coach seals doesn't affect us as much as the disappointed one because the mad one it's like okay we can correct it we can do this better we, he's telling us like he's just mad but the disappointed that one kind of hurts and that kind of kind of our team is like oh okay like it, i think it like touches our team a little more when he's disappointed
5: what's kind of the, the personality of this team gavin do you have a lot of guys that are pretty loose and pretty relaxed or or are they serious all the time and do they kind of follow the lead of the coaches in that regard
18: Honestly, I'd say we have we have a mix. We have, we have, like, a few guys who are real serious all the time locked in. And then we have a bunch of guys that are loose, fun to be around. Like, they're all fun to be around, but they're just a little – they're goofy, they're clowns. But then when it steps onto the field, they know they got to lock in and get their stuff right. And then the guys that are serious kind of help get everyone together. I think it's a great mix.
4: All right, buddy, we're going to let you go. By the way, uh, I don't think Coach Seals is going to be – too upset i mean his tennessee Volunteers number one in playoff rankings right now you know he's has he said anything about that
18: oh he reminds us all the time about him (laughs) we give him the other team (laughs) his his volunteer
4: i'll tell you something is nice about that darnell wright came back understand a
18: few weeks ago yeah he did
4: that's it's that's a good story right there man i'm telling you darnell of course uh great player at Huntington High yeah. and then stayed with Tennessee that's that's a great story uh, final note for you uh, do you like Mountain Dew?
18: <laughs> well <laughs> I'll say yes but but I don't really
4: <laughs> <laughs> I love an honest quarterback there you go buddy. hey my friend best of luck on Friday night it's a big game we'll certainly be watching it okay
18: thank you for having me
4: there you go <laughs> that is Gavin Locco he is a senior quarterback for. The Huntington Highlanders. I didn't think he liked the Mountain Dew.
5: I well, that's didn't. a good, honest answer because you yeah, say, it? yeah, but no. Yeah. No.
4: no. He a, said, he's I'll say I will, but no, I don't. <laughs> good stuff from that youngster. All right, we need to take our final break. We come back. We'll select our class AAA, AA, single A, AARP Games of the Week. We're back with more on High School Sports Line presented by Parmar Stores, the official store of high school sports in West Virginia. Back after this.
12: Concord University has been a part of your community for nearly 150 years. More than ever before, it is important that you get a college degree to ensure a better life for you and your family. You don't have to go far from home. Sure, Concord started as a teacher's college and we still produce great teachers. But we also prepare students for professional school for careers as lawyers, doctors, physical therapists, veterinarians, chemists, physician assistants, pharmacists, and more. Application and registration for the Fall 2022 semester is now underway at Concord University and tuition is free for those who qualify.
1: Check Comax Business Systems is your authorized Conicum and Ulta dealer, and we'll assist you in finding the right products to meet your specific needs. Plus, we have a complete in-house IT department with certified network engineers on staff to handle all of your IT needs. Many companies are increasing their efficiency and cutting costs by outsourcing their IT needs to us. We also offer help desk system monitoring, maintenance, backup, and disaster recovery service service and more. Come on and see us and you'll say much more. Comax Business Systems call one 888 483 7440
3: This is the High School Sports Line, presented by Parmar Stores on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia this morning. The biggest stories from around the state of West Virginia. When you want them. Chris Lawrence at the anchor desk.
13: We're ready to get your day started in
3: West Virginia with all the information you need. Carrie Hudasek brings you the day's headlines.
7: In Mercer County, it's unknown what led to a missing woman's death. 75-year-old Linda Sue Simpson of Bluefield went missing Thursday morning and was found dead Friday afternoon on a family property. Her body was sent to the state medical examiner's office for an autopsy.
13: Kyle Wiggs at the sports desk. We've got updated Metro News ranking Kings Martinsburg, number one, and AAA, followed by Hurricane, Huntington, Parkersburg, South, Spring Valley, Bridgeport, George Washington, Princeton, Wheeling Park, and Morgantown. That's your top ten. Double-A, Independence, number one, Winfield up to number two after beating Scott, then Fairmont, Senior, Roan County, and Frankfurt in the top five. Single-A, Wheeling Central, Williamstown, James Monroe, Tucker County, and Wahama. And
3: Hoppy Kerchival's daily commentary. Metro News this morning. Listen where you get your favorite podcasts and online at wvmetronews.com.
9: No matter the season, depend on Metro News for the best high school sports coverage. Wednesday nights, it's the High School Sports Line, presented by Parmar Stores. Friday nights, the 21-year tradition continues with Summit Community Bank High School Game Night. Then a recap of all the games Saturday morning on the scoreboard. Also, get in-depth stories and features from Joe Bercato and Greg Carey at the website. Coverage you can depend on from Metro News, the voice of high school sports in West Virginia.
3: Metro News Hotline with Dave Weekly. With Land Out.
11: Give me a song, man.
14: Give the me a summer song. Wind oh, yeah. Came blowing in from across the sea. Two sweethearts and the summer wind. Oh,
3: man. You know, that is one of my <laughs> favorite songs. Metro News Hotline with Dave Weekly. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 on this Metro News station. soccer we've got you covered on
4: the high school sports line from metro news welcome back again, high school sports line presented by parmar stores the official store of high school sports in west virginia final segment gives us an opportunity to pick our games of the week in week number at 11 we start as always in class AAA. guys we have uh Wow, we have some good ones. Number one, Parkersburg South. Number eight, Princeton, of course. We just talked with Gavin Lacco. Number three, Honigton. At number two, Hurricane. Uh, your thoughts?
5: Any other week, you could make the absolute argument that Parkersburg South at Princeton is the way to go. Except when a conference championship is up for grabs between two teams with one loss.
0: and And a number one seed heading into the postseason. I just... I agree with you. South and Princeton's a very entertaining game, especially the way the Tigers have played here the final couple of weeks. They're on a three-game winning streak, taking on Parkersburg South. But, I mean, Huntington-Hurricane just jumps off the page at you. Yeah, I don't think
4: there's any doubt. Huntington-Hurricane, our Class AAA AARP game of the week. Class AA, of course, the East-West game. Some stuff riding on that this week. Uh, Point Pleasant at Winfield. Point needing to win to get in. Uh Thoughts on that bracket? And Kaiser Frankfurt is another good one.
0: You know, Herbert Hoover is a ball club that yep. has won six games in a row. The Huskies lost their first two games of the season, taking on a Logan ball club at six and three. And it's a Wildcat team that's come in two and two, actually, two and three down the stretch. That's one to consider. I, you know, I'm kind of torn a bunch of different ways. I think you could go the East-West game. I think the Winfield-Point Pleasant game is not a bad game to pick as well. Joe, what do you think?
5: But there's one important factor that you didn't uh, bring up uh, with selecting all those games, and it is where you can get the best pepperoni rolls at the concession stand. <laughs> East-West. <laughs> oh, so without question, the 102nd East-West game, yeah. I, I would think that puts things over the top. I agree with that. Well,
4: to me also, how long has it been since this game really meant something? Yeah. 15, 15 it years. Something. Yeah, something. That's, that's, that's a great point. Class. Class single A. We got, uh, well, we got Petersburg East Hardy. I'll tell you another game that just <laughs> parts of me really want to pick this one. Webster County. I knew you were going to say that. I almost said it for you. I want my to I, make the playoffs so bad. I, and, Joe, yeah. do you agree they need to win this game?
5: I, there's a number of scenarios that exist that they can still get in with a loss. Obviously, they want to take care of business, get to nine wins, and, and be safely in. But I do think that they're safe even if they lose the game. Well, see, that
4: takes a little pressure off of us.
5: An,
0: another one to consider, Van is playing for an yeah. undefeated regular season against a Tug Valley team yes, that so. most likely needs a win to get in the playoffs.
5: Also, another—if I can muddy up the works a little bit—sure, bit, sure. <laughs> unbeaten Tucker County, possibly Ooh. playing for a top two seed yeah. against the South Harrison team at fourteen that may need that one to get into the playoffs. So basically, Fred, you get to pick.
0: Okay, good. I think
4: without question, then we have to go with Tucker County South Harrison.
0: Yeah, that was actually my my choice, kind of during the commercial break as well. Terrell
5: yeah, Mal- we- Malone. Ahead, will have, yeah, Taren Malone will have cover- coverage of that game, and uh, Greg Carey will be at uh, Huntington Hurricane.
4: By the way, Joe is going to be in lovely Des Moines, Iowa <laughs> on Friday night, but he's also going to call us, Dave. Oh,
5: and, really? And uh, as
4: I've mentioned several times, Joe is our guru. He knows this number oh, yeah. stuff. He's got uh, – I get one – I get past the top two and I'm in trouble. Well, so, he, he
0: gets an hour – he's in the central time zone, so it's, yeah. it's not it's quite as hours, late. Two hours, No, one hour. Uh, one so, hour? Yeah, so it's only okay. – uh, um, Ten o'clock. Ten o'clock. It's easier for him.
4: That's right. And plus and, he's going to get in town early. And what else are you going to do in Des Moines except crunch numbers? So, well, okay,
5: sleep up for the uh, WVU game the following day. But I have been in- told that I'm I'm going to receive a a dual monitor screen, fast internet, and an intravenous coffee drip to uh, get through the <laughs> evening. So everything is taken <laughs> care of. We're all good to go.
4: Outstanding. So Joel, join us Friday night around eleven o'clock on game night, and we will have. The pairings of the top 16. You, you don't want to go hang. Class.
0: You don't want to go hang out in downtown Des Moines. You can actually there's a skywalk that you can get all around downtown without ever having to go down to street level. And when in between buildings, it's almost like a uh, uh, a mall. I did not realize that.
5: Yeah, there you Nor go. will he
4: take that trip. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, great show tonight. We appreciate all of our guests. Looking forward to game night on Friday night. We'll have all the scores of all the games. And again. We will have the pairings and everything for the playoffs. We will talk with you then. Good night, everyone. The
3: High School Sports Line, presented by Parmar Stores, the official store of high school sports in West Virginia. Tonight's show has been brought to you in part by Comax Business Systems, your full-service Conica Minolta dealer. By Concord University, it starts with you. And by ZMM Architects and Engineers, at the forefront of school design in West Virginia. Online at ZMM.com. Join us next Wednesday starting at 7.06 p.m. for another edition of the High School Sports Line. Here on Metro News, the voice
14: of high school sports in West Virginia. All rights reserved.